This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of NL Hafta. We are recording from our studio. Uh, the two podcasts that we do record from the studio while the rest are recorded from our homes. With me on the panel today are Manisha Pandey. Hello. Mehraj Lohan. Hello. Raman Kripal. Hello. Joining us from Patna is Anand Vardhan. Hi Anand. Hello. Yeah. And we will have two more panelists joining us who will speak about their area of expertise. And we are in fact quite excited to have two uh, such good panelists who can talk about two specific areas that have dominated news in the last week. One is Mohan Guruswami. He is the chairman and founder of Center for Policy Alternatives and the Guruswami Center. He's a distinguished fellow at the Observer Research Foundation. He's been the former advisor to the finance minister in 1998 and has authored several columns and books on policy, national and international issues and is an expert on India's relations with China. So he will be talking about of course China which has Indochina battle that has dominated headlines and the skirmishes and the politics happening. And also joining us later will be Tanmoy Goswami. Tanmoy writes about various intersectionalities of mental health as the sanity correspondent of the correspondent so the correspondent has a sanity correspondent which is i had never actually known this to be a specific beat so that's pretty cool uh, those of you who have been following their correspondent is one of the first and most successful subscriber only initiatives in fact the co-founder of the correspondent had actually spoken in the first uh, first rob rob yes rob rob finchberg rob finchberg weinberg weinberg he had um, come for the first media rumble Uh, before uh, joining the correspondent tanmoy was associate editor at economic times prime tanmoy is the winner of ie business school's asian journalism prize so he spends much time in actually uh, suicide prevention advocacy and helping improve media literacy for more humane coverage of mental illness and suicide uh, he lives in delhi he'll be joining us on the phone so that is what our panel so we have you know two area experts which we will talk about but before that uh manisha will tell us the headlines of what dominated news in the last week uh it's been a really depressing week actually so some terrible news coming in from the galwan valley 20 of our indian army soldiers including a colonel a commanding officer of uh, a battalion was um, they were killed in a combat in a very violent face off with the chinese army at the galwan valley uh, that's pretty much dominated news there's going to be an all party meeting soon where the prime minister is going to meet and figure out what's going to happen next and there's a lot of news as we record this we're getting a lot of news of deescalation and what's happening on the border um the pandemic is now i think reaching its close to reaching its peak india recorded the highest single day death toll spike of 2000 and states are revising the toll there was also the really sad news of sushant singh rajput's death by suicide and there was a lot of terrible reporting around that so we can discuss that uh aap a lot of people in aap have tested positive atishi Uh, then there's Satyendra Jain, and there's also one of the spokespersons who often comes on Republic TV, Akshay Marathe. Supreme Court wrapped the Delhi government on the state of COVID hospitals. Fifty-five um, Indian journalists have been arrested, booked, or threatened for reporting on COVID-19. This was a report uh, by a group called Rights and Risks Analysis Group. World's largest COVID facility is going to be coming up in Delhi with ten thousand beds, and this shall be built by. Is there a deadline for this or? No, I don't think there's a deadline, but I mean, basically now the center and the state are on the same page. That meeting with Amit Shah apparently went off very well, so he's saying that we'll get the permissions. They will have tests because tests have to be approved by the center. You can't just start. No state can start importing them. I hope it doesn't go the way of the railways. They said they'll turn coaches into COVID quarantine centers and all that, and that never happened. Like they converted three or four coaches, 
and then just I think right now the it. negotiation is that because it's so hot they're saying it's you can't put patients in here they'll you know heat stroke will get them if the covid doesn't so can we have air conditioned coaches so i think now that is what the this thing is but apparently they have the money and stuff to put the oxygen so on that they're on the same page but they still don't know for these 10000 beds where they'll get the nurses and doctors from that I is a huge shortage that is the problem when yeah, the supreme court is problem. taking sumoto Uh, mm. you know not of it so they had to show the action so so you had homelessness at lnjp uh, but i also find but it fascinating the supreme court always holds up the delhi government whereas the mcd hospitals have a negligible amount of covid patients it's symbolic i mean delhi government mm. is so yeah then there's been fresh cluster of covid cases reported in beijing i think they're shutting down again and they're in emergency mode some good news life saving drug was found by uk researcher could cut the risk of death by 33% it's called dexamethasone mm. but there's a version of it that's made in bangladesh that is actually quite easily available okay yeah in india great and you can administer it for 10 days apparently meanwhile trump has signed order on police reform north korea destroyed inter korean liaison officer in terrific explosion and india alleges the torture of high commission staff in pakistan islamabad rejects the allegation apparently there was some durghatna someone bumped someone's car or motorcycle and the pakistanis picked up the guy mm. and probably batched him up and whereas you can't do that in fact yeah, diplomatic, diplomatic community, community yeah. they returned the same day but these things happen i mean a couple of years ago there was this where they used to go in the middle of the night and ring the bells of these diplomats in delhi and in islamabad oh ding dong ditch yeah that's what that's what so my, mental, my colony one, my colony kids yeah. call it ding dong ditch you expel one so park will expel expel yeah. another <laughs> so uh, but uh, speaking of manisha your headline was misleading like many headlines are Trump signs order on police reform the order that he signed has negligible police reform it only says that chokeholds are banned in i don't know after like yeah that the, uh, the when, when yeah when they hold someone like that they ban but, any, I mean, but no in yeah. some states they ban in some states they aren't something just that benign but the rest of his speech when he signed that was basically all about support the police that we are being very unfair to them So so Meanwhile, much. Meanwhile, while there's frenzy on uh, boycotting Chinese products in India, uh, Mr. Union Minister Ramdas Athavale said that restaurants selling Chinese food should be banned. Go Good Corona, news. go. No, go, no, go. Gobi Manchurian, no. Go, no, Shizwan Gobi Manchurian. Sauce. Then where will uh, Navika no. and uh, Rahul get the names of their soldiers? <laughs> Don't give soldiers? a joke out. Okay, sorry, <laughs> but Fine, but give it. no, but the, your your joke could have gone on air before the hafta goes on. Yeah. Air. Before we move on to the discussion on China a few announcements one is the gift subscriptions as you know we have a system by which those of you who can afford one more subscription other than yours or in some cases several more in fact we had one subscriber who gave us 30000 to sponsor gift subscriptions so you can contribute to gift subscriptions if you want to sponsor some student subscriptions you can write to us at contact@newslaundry.com i repeat contact@newslaundry.com with the title gift subscriptions and you can tell us how much you can afford to subscribe and our team will get back to you we'll send you an uh, otp without hassle and you won't ha- i mean we'll send you a link and you'll ha- you can be able to pay without that otp hassle so do write into us if you can sponsor some subscriptions let's get into the discussion on china we will get mohan guruswami on the line but before we do that manisha What was the coverage like on channels? You you spent your last yeah. two days watching this. How nice! So it's quite interesting because exactly a week before the news of the attack hit 
made headlines exactly a week before Sudhir and all were doing these chest thumping shows saying that Chini forged the video game ki forged hai, haar jayegi aur one child policy ki wajah se in loko larna nahi aata aur sharabi hai and also there were headlines like they masturbate too much I think I read this in Navbharat Times yeah that they masturbate too much so they are just they are not capable of fighting the basically so good, good had, solid reportage which yeah. mainstream media does so exactly a week after this when this happened uh, you know you suddenly uh, the most striking thing to me was of course that complete like don't ask questions of the government and immediately i think before the prime time or close to the prime time a and i had put out a tweet saying sources say that 43 chinese uh, you know people also killed and of course that was completely you know nonsensical but the the whole focus was to erase somehow the death of the soldiers that we lost to just say that oh look we killed 40 right and i think that was very tragic which is more video game than anything yeah, else yeah and i But i really is... liked in fact sushant sir's intervention in times now where you know rahul shankar was trying to pump him up and say that you know but you know of course they would have died and said and sushant sir actually made sense he said that i don't care how many people died you know 20 of ours have died and we know that and we need to figure out why that happened mm. so No, but quite this uh, ani thingy it hmm. is amplifying because today i just read a bbc report so they are also talking about indian agency claiming hmm. the 43 so this is how you know things yeah, get amplified now the indian agency It's, because yeah. bbc doesn't care to vet the brilliant reporting that ani <laughs> has done over the last <laughs> several that's what that's so i think very carefully this 40 you know 40 chinese soldiers killed was kind of planted right in time for the prime time angles to just say that oh look दुगने उसमें हमने जवाब दिया fathers hmm. these are people dying right I mean, they shouldn't be dying for and this is needless deaths there's not a war there there's nothing i mean these conflicts are like they have been solved for like 45 years they can be solved easily through diplomatic means yeah but because you are not doing that people are needlessly dying and what i hate is in this war hysteria i mean there's also this message that you know most of these channels are now that we'll send more to death you know we will hamare aur shaheed hone ko taiyar hain who has given you the right to say that Because about these people, people yeah? can say that they don't have to go to die themselves yeah. or their loved ones somebody as long as somebody else is dying what do they care so before we actually discuss this in detail among the five of us let's just uh, get our guest into this so mr guruswami if you can give us an idea of a uh, do you feel distressed at the kind of coverage that an issue as serious as this gets in uh, news especially television news Uh, or is it fairly accurate uh, what you see the commentary around it and the, uh, the the reporting around it and finally is there any credible way to ascertain china's casualties or the damage done no you know of course i'm distressed by the coverage you know i'm distressed as how this is 
turned into a jingoistic uh, fest in, in our TV and our media also. And that is very distressing because in that the truth is the casualty. And uh, we still, even now, we don't know what exactly transpired at that point. All we know is a reluctant acknowledgement of 20 people died. But 20 people didn't die in the physical fight. Many people drowned in the Galwan River. Because from what I hear, they were both brawling on a ledge. And the ledge collapsed. And because it collapsed, people came down. I know this much that the CEO of Six Bihar, who died, both his mother and wife, both told the local media in Hyderabad that Colonel Babu also was, fell in the water. Now, the only I water see. there is the Galwan River, fast flowing. Galwan River, that I've been to Galwan many years ago, is very cold, is almost one or two degrees. It's a snow melt. It just comes out raging from the mountains. In June, there is it's a raging torrent and it's about quite deep at certain places, you know, six to 10 feet at that speed. And you run the risk of hypothermia. From what right. we're hearing now is a lot of soldiers died because of hypothermia. They say of the cold, but you know, and obviously they were not equipped for it. They were in, uh, they were in light woolen uniforms for a summer, for a clear summer day. And this fight began at about 7.30 when it cools down very rapidly. Right. It, in fact, the, the difference between the uh, in the sunlight, even in the day, I remember I've shot yeah. extensively there. If you're in the shade and if you're in the sun, even in like bursting noon, the temperature difference is is phenomenal. It's quite, quite severe. And the night, of course, it gets very cold. So they yeah. were brawling and it started at 7.30 in the evening. So obviously there were no lights. Anand, uh, would you want to weigh in on this whole issue and what is a possible resolution? I think... Uh, the other side of it uh, I, I I would focus on is uh, it has to be seen also uh, as a part of a pattern in recent months or if you may say years also where the Chinese militarist nature has been uh, visible and uh, it's a anxiety to stamp uh, it means uh, hegemonic uh, at least asian hegemony has been quite apparent uh, it, it's not only with case in, in relation to india it's others other neighbors like vietnam philippines malaysia or even taiwan so if we, you take it as uh, not a part of china its its aggression has been quite visible now two three factors here i think is are important is it is that chinese are interested in iss is now ambiguity on lse not resolution of it and they have always uh, their strategic interest uh, in the galwan valley or the region has been about, about ambiguity it, it dates uh, back to decades uh, uh, say, like S. Gopal, the historian who worked in external affairs ministry and negotiated the boundary with China, Chinese in um, during Nehru's time, wrote in 1960 that the, uh, and I quote, that the Chinese alignment, as was apparent from Chinese statements, was inexplicable on the basis of any geographic principle. So basically, they have been interested in ambiguity. Now, what uh, deters them is that the, logistically, they are 
somehow a disadvantage with India, even if location-wise they are at a bit of uh, in bit of disadvantage because India can move, uh, say, the conventional force or even the air support quickly to the area, but not the Chinese. And their infrastructure projects have been because of that. And the methods that uh, they used for the low-scale skirmishes also suggest the same. So also, I think China is now in a space where some of its rogue behavior that comes with a, a rising power, almost a hegemon, has been mollycoddled internationally. And there has been a lot of mollycoddling under the pretext of political correctness about China. But Raman, so you were saying you've been there. The actual action is like a three-day walk or a one-day walk or something. It's so you more can't... than that. It's more than that. I mean, I mean you'll have to drive down A to a point. In 2000, I was, uh, you know, guest of ITBP. And I stayed, I was camping there for seven days. I had gone for some other story. So at, at that time, they told me that how far China's, China has come in. They have made roads up to their border. And in fact, inside the Indian border. Hmm. And we had informed to the Home Ministry. Hmm. So they had told me in 2000. Hmm. And at that time, we had done the first time when the stories... So you're uh, saying to do a ground report, it's not possible because you can't even get there. So there's he no said, way I said, I want to go there. I want to see the Chinese roads. Hmm. So can we see it from a distance? He said, yes, but you will have to walk for 13 days. He said, there is no either, other way to... I mean, we will take so you... If they have roads in 20 years, we still probably have to walk haan. for 5 kilometers and there's no way reporters can haan. do that. So actually, reporting a story like this is so hard. No, I mean, you th- I mean you have to go by sources then, na? If you defense see, sources, or who knows? Yeah, but even, you know... Even the print media, they have come up with good reports, like Express has come up with a good yeah, report. Yeah, yeah, print has I been. saw that they're explained, but that that is also very perplexing because they are saying that after the Chinese made... The they, they came in, they have taken away 60 kilometers. So India was talking to China and they have created a kilometer of buffer zone. Mm. Mm. Okay. So in that kilometer of buffer zone, so our Indians, they located one Chinese camp. So apparently Colonel, uh, what is Santosh it? Babu. Uh, Santosh Babu with his men, he went to that camp and asked them, Ki, why you are here? Mm. Because this is a buffer zone and this is where the altercation happened. happened. Uh, yeah. So I just wondered that if you locate something, maybe, I mean, what is the chain of command? I mean, you Can he take that decision on yeah. his own? That should I burn this so, so, tent? So, so, should so I take it off? Do, do you, will you walk down to that camp or will you call up their, uh, you know, uh, bosses and you will tell but, them? But, but if they've been told that meet aggression with aggression and if that guy speaks rudely, then you speak rudely. Say, Hamni jayenge, tumme jayenge. I mean, then it really depends on that individual's temperament. I mean, then you've, it's beyond your home minister or defense minister or external affairs minister. Then but it's, Abhi, they are, they, they must be speaking, I, I just presume they must be speaking Chinese and we are speaking either Hindi or English. So if you don't understand each other. How does it actually play out? <laughs> we will be discussing Sushant Singh Rajput's suicide. So in case you find that distressing, you may want to tune out now. So we'll move into the discussion on uh, something else that made headlines and prime time last week, which was the death of Sushant Singh Rajput, a prominent film star. Uh, someone with a lot of talent. And Tanmoy uh, is here joining us. Hi, Tanmoy. Hi, hi, Avinandan. How are you? Uh, very well, thanks, Tanmoy. Also, when I had done your intro in the beginning, I wasn't sure about this. You, ha- I mean, you are the sanity correspondent of their correspondent. 
Uh, incidentally, the co-founder of Dare Correspondent was at Media Rumble two, three years ago, at 2016. Were you, were you there at the time? I was there. That's where I met Rob, the founder. Oh, yeah, oh I see. So I guess I owe you guys. Oh, <laughs> not at all, man. Nice. We, oh, that's where you met him. So okay. So can you just give us one about the coverage on this specific issue, uh, on this specific case, Sushant Singh Rajput, and generally the myths and the norms or conventions of reporting on people who you know harm themselves, take their own lives, or speculation on mental, you know, on depression. A, do you think there is any reason to speculate on hey uh, on Sushant Singh Rajput's mental state, or that is not? anywhere journalistically any credible information that you can actually talk about why he took his own life and is it necessary for someone who has taken his own life to be depressed right thank you these are incredibly important questions and i remember i had a conversation with a very senior editor about something very similar about a year ago and this person was quite baffled when i said you know suicide reporting or reporting on mental illness should follow certain ethical norms and they were wondering why why should we not for instance disclose a person's identity or their method of suicide um what is the problem uh, and the reason why many sort of seasoned media professionals continue to think like that is because suicide was for a very very long time a crime in this country as it continues to be in certain other countries around the world and so suicide was reported uh, reported by crime reporters uh, and so this is there's this legacy of 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 those days that kind of uh, uh, makes us think that suicide is fair game and you can report everything in sort of granular detail uh, you know your question about the uh, uh, the specific episode of this particular person's death i think a lot has already been uh, said and and tweeted um, about how the television uh, crop did an absolutely horrendous job of it no, no surprises there but i would like to sort of focus on something slightly slightly brighter and more more heartening which is that you know a couple of years ago when some of us would raise these points with editors uh, maybe writing emails to them saying hey why have you um, used this very very jarring sensationalistic headline or why have you used this very triggering illustration of a news or something a person lying in a pool of blood you know we would be met with the chirping of crickets there would be zero response about a year year and a half ago a few of them started responding positively and they would even take down stories or they would modify the headlines to uh, sort of satisfy the WHO guidelines on suicide reporting and today what i see is the number of vigilant eyes and ears is just multiplied there are so many people who have no affiliation with mental health per se but they have just become aware more educated more informed and they're constantly calling out media saying hey this is not done this is crass take this down so in a sense what used to be a very small very centralized uh, sort of uh, phenomenon a couple of years ago of a few people calling out the media has now become democratized and a lot many more people are joining the stream i i think karan johar is a idiot i mean he's a 45 year old 10 year old brat but to say that he is the cause of someone killing himself i think no, maybe a bit of a stretch it's also exaggerated i mean hmm. he didn't leave a note but i do think i mean that it does should lead to an important discussion in bollywood on the clique and this is what i was thinking 
I quite liked his movies. I watched Kai Pochi. They were amazing. In fact, Son Chidiya, his one yeah. of his Son later. Son Chidiya, I haven't seen, but I, I really liked he him was amazing as an actor. Well. I think he was very good. And apparently, he was supposed to be getting Ram Leela, but he didn't because he was stuck with YRF and that very monopolistic contract where they have they mm. basically own you for the time that you know they have that contract. And he missed out on that movie because of which Ranveer Singh. I mean, all those things could have kind of played. But I was just thinking that it's amazing that I have never seen a coffee with Karan with Sushant. You know, it's what like. Eight, ten seasons now, hmm. and he's called Janvi. He's called Arjun. All these uh, Siddharth or Varun Dhawan. All these actors who are actually not. I mean, he was better than all of them. Hmm. I think among his peers, I wouldn't like Rajkumar Rao and all. I think are a different league, but the A-lister actors. Yeah, and he I was, think he was definitely he had, better he had than all of them. He had super hits to his credit. Dhoni was a very good film, and it's amazing. Now I look back and I say, okay, I don't know much about him. Like now, everyone's like, oh, this Bihar boy came from Patna. What a brilliant scientific mind, cleared engineering. We didn't know any of this before that, and which tells you how the media operates and how the whole clique operates. Yeah. That you're pulled, you you know, you're given all these opportunities if you are someone, and if you are indeed a boy from Patna, you know, and there's really not, not much fuss around. Be done. This whole thing about cliques and all this, these reports will never be done because typically the, I mean, and I want to do this at a media rumble that is sports reporting and entertainment reporting in India. Just about getting access to interviews. There's no reporting that happens because this is a very interesting story. You know, you can have the data. Actually, you can look at how many pieces went up about this person in film fairs and stardusts yeah. and typical Bollywood reporting. You know, you can scrutinize this. And same thing with cricket. Yeah. I mean, even the BCCI Me Too allegation, no mainstream mm. took it up because they need IPL rights. They need you know that all that commentary. So, in my view, entertainment reporting and sports reporting is just about. Chartering stars to give you an interview. There is no reporting that happens. No and reporting. it's not just about access. It's I mean, and it comes write, with a lot of benefits. And if you do, you get to go to junkets, you go to get to go to parties, you, premiers, you huh? get like free tickets to matches and stuff and all. And that. if it's you really, really report, you're right. You will be blacklisted. And I then really, if you can't get access to those guys, then what good are yeah. you as a reporter? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I really hope someone does report on this though, because it it is really stark. Like now that this has happened, I look back and I think, wow, it's true that. He actually really never was pushed in the way that an Alia Bhatt or even a you know one of those Dharma kids are. So Anand, uh, you wrote a really good piece on on Sushant Singh Rajput. He you said is from uh, not Patna but Purnia, right? Yes, yes. So how was a the local coverage on his death in the you know Hindi papers and the other language papers or media there? And does he have that kind of a status? You said that. After Shatrughan Sinha, there hasn't been any, you know, full Bi- son of Bihar who has made it big in Bollywood. Other than Manoj Bajpayee, I guess. Is is Manoj Bajpayee from Bihar? Yes, yes, yes. He is from Bihar. So is Pankaj Tripathi oh. and, and Sanjay Mishra. Right, right, right. So what good actors. Yeah, Sanjay Mishra is a very good actor, but he's been around for a long time. He never quite made it to the star level. But uh, yeah, so what did you? I mean, while reading that piece or researching it. Just to, to give us a little bit of perspective on this guy, and also how did the local media cover it? See, uh, my uh, assessment is that the, the craze for film stars, with the onslaught of internet and uh, sorted attention spans, and so many reality shows and lot of platforms for stardom, and basically Warhol's fifteen minutes of fame. The craze for film stars now, even Sushant Singh. With that kind of a stature, would not command a Sapuran Sinha stature in 70s, 80s, because that was the only visual entertainment medium then. So uh, I would not equate him with the kind of popularity that Mr. Sinha had. But yes, uh, for 
the young of uh, the youth of Bihar, he was seen as a, a star who, who had that glamorous dash. I mean, uh, yeah. Mr. Vajpayee or uh, Mr. Tripathi, they are good actors. They are known for their acting prowess, but didn't, didn't have that glamorous presence or dash to make it to the leading man of uh, uh, a mainstream Bollywood movie. On this uh, Kangana Ranaut thing, what I really love about her is that I love that there's someone at least who's just calling out people, you know, bedhadak. I really found it funny when she says like, "Aap log humko likhte ho ki hum psycho hain, hum sharab pite hain, hum drugs karte hain. Kyu hamare baare mein aise bolte ho? Sanjay Dutt ka addiction to bada cute lagta hai apko." She says some very, but I mean, now here's another thing. Because it's true. If we were to do a detailed profile on Kangana, even if it's purely, I mean, I have a view on why she is the way she is. And I don't know if any of you used to listen to Awful and Awesome. At the time when she used to be celebrated by feminists, I always thought she was completely a nut. She was, and I mean, we can do a detailed profile, but basically the way she's come up in Bollywood has been at a huge personal cost from a very young age. Whether it is, you know, having her associations, politicians, stars like Aditya Pancholi, that was much in the news, but the politicians aren't much in the news. From where she was to where she got, it has come as a huge now. I'm not saying one has to shame her or... But even if one was to follow that journey, it could explain why she's so angry. It's like why Jailalita was so angry. Jailalita was treated very badly when she was a young 16-year-old star by none other than her mentor. So when she became powerful, she said, I'll show you fuckers. And everyone had to prostrate themselves. She was redeeming what she thought she had lost. I'm being a psychoanalyst here. But if one was to really recreate Kangana, but if you were to do that, it would be used either to shame her or it would be used to say that Okay, then Dheeraj writes in his email, Hi all, I was a bit disappointed with the way you put down Shekhar Gupta's The Print. If Ayer writes for them, so be it. Quote, if you think that's your platform with bigots, is your platform of choice? Unquote. I would ask you to refrain from saying such things. Comment on your own platform, not others, because you do not know how they completely work. Making presumptions like these organizations will be back to advertising is again being presumptuous. You can call them out when it happens, not make presumptions like you did with Barkha. If they don't, will you come out and say you were wrong? Anand Ranganathan was bigoted even when he was with NL. I remember writing in a letter twice saying I am a Mangalorean and a Kannadiga because every time he heard something intelligent, he would say, oh, this guy, Gal is Tamilian, for sure. Wasn't that racist or regionalist? If you give him a platform at that time, he has raised a couple of notches. I'm quite sure people in Republic of Times have heard and read him on NL before asking him to come on their shit show. Okay, a uh, couple of things, Dheeraj. I, A, we comment on others. Yeah, that's what we do. Much of our commentary is about that. It's critique. So I think that it is... Was in a much lighter vein. I mean, not... A, I, <laughs> I think when Anand used to say anything here, A, he never said anything quite as ridiculous as he says now on channels. But when he did, I often argued with him. We disagreed almost all the time. And I do believe I called him out very often for what he said. But I don't believe he ever said things like he says now. I think if he had... Anyway, I don't want to get into the circumstances of our parting. If you go that far, you won't survive here. Let me just put it that. Uh, so that's that. I don't want to get into anything more than that. And the second thing is, on the print, on that note, thank you, panel. Uh, thank thank you. you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for writing in. I'll include more emails next time. Uh, but, well, if you want to write to us, you can write to us at contact at newslawney.com. I repeat, contact at newslawney.com. If you have any other abuse to leave, you can leave it on our Twitter timeline. And if you want to sponsor any subscriptions, do write it to us at contact at News Laundry with sponsors subscription in the subject line. Have a good week and have a good day. Bye-bye. 
all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.